Our next guest just broke a huge exclusive report that came out just about an hour or so ago detailing a review of the Capitol Police security, or lack thereof, on January 6th. Something you probably won't hear from the Democrats in their dog and pony show this week. And joining us now is the great investigative reporter with The Big Scoop, John Solomon. John, great to have you here on the show. Always fun to join you, Rita. You know, John, you have a blockbuster here about what the Capitol Police found out. They did what? It was an after-action report um, after the January 6th. Tell us what they internally discovered about their own flaws. Yeah, listen, this this gets done after the House and Senate and the Capitol Police Inspector General do their reports, which are somewhat critical of the Capitol Police Department, but don't really get into the real issues of how the Capitol got overrun so easy. Let's keep in mind the Capitol Police Force is a half-billion-dollar-a-year force. It is well-funded. It only has to protect a one-mile swath of Washington, D.C. And on January 6th, it was overrun by a group of hooligans that, you know, pretty easily. And the internal police force, it's uh, what's known as its coordination division, went out and solicited uh, feedback from 44 different components of the department. And it put together an Afton Action Report. It was in June of 2021. And by this time, Congress had finished all of its reviews of security and we're moving on to the Trump investigation you just referenced. Uh, but the, the findings in this report are far sharper, far more uh, damning of the police force and the preparation of the police force, the leadership of the police force. What sort of things did it find? What well, found basic security, physical security flaws. The doors to the House and Senate chambers didn't lock properly. I mean, that's a pretty basic thing that should be checked, right? House and Senate chamber has always been a target of protesters, and 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 uh, and they didn't have the capability to lock the doors properly. There's an elevator that led to the, a very sensitive part of the Capitol, uh, the fourth floor, where House Armed Services and Intelligence and other important components are kept. Uh, the elevator wasn't secured that day. People could jump on it, and some of the rebel rousers did, and got to one of the most sensitive storage and component areas of the Capitol. They had, for years, built a riot squad. They call it a civil disturbance unit. Most of the members of that unit that day weren't ready for a riot, They were actually reassigned to other administrative and normal police duties. The ones that were ready to respond to the riot were extremely slow, according to the report. Why? Well, one reason was their gear was locked in a bus and nobody had a key for it. They couldn't get their gear. So a significant slowing of the one force that knows how to quickly de-escalate a riot. Now you get to intelligence, and there's a lengthy section on intelligence failures, and there are two extraordinary flaws. And the most sweeping statement of this entire report done by the Capitol Police is that um, the the one thing that most likely contributed to the tragedy, is the word they used, was the decision by the new leadership in November of 2020. Remember, after the election, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are taking greater control. There are new leaders below the police chief installed. These new leaders uh, canceled an important part of the intelligence program, what's known as open source intelligence. You and I would call it social media monitoring. One of the fastest and surest ways that uh, intelligence agencies learn about potential political violence is by monitoring social media. The Capitol Police shut that unit down, according to this uh, review, and it kept the Capitol Police uh, rank and file, the commanders, the experts on the front lines, unaware that there was all this chatter on social media of violence uh, stewing, including talk of targeting members of Congress, talk of storming the building. They were blind to it. Now, some of the leaders did get a warning. They got that warning from the Norfolk, uh, Virginia 
FBI office. It came in on the 5th of January, the day before. Very detailed, specific threats that members were going to be targeted, the Capitol might be stormed. Those uh, intelligence warnings came to certain leaders at the top of the department, not the chief, by the way, but people on the next tier down. They were not put into the operational plan, meaning the everyday commanders, all the unit chiefs, all the officers on the front line had no idea that there was a significant threat of violence. And that is what is mentioned in this report. We can go on. There are training failures. There are equipment failures. The police uh, couldn't even use the the riot squad, uh, couldn't even use their radios appropriately to communicate with each other because the gas masks they wore didn't allow for a radio to come through. So in order to make a communication for help, they had to take their gas mask off, which put them at enormous risk because people were spraying noxious chemicals that day. It is a portrait of a Keystone cop uh, police force that significantly could have de-escalated or secured the Capitol and failed to do so with 53 serious violations of policy and security performance. So That's what, what the report finds. This is stunning. I mean, John, I'm sitting here, my jaw is dropping because this is like, you know, police 101. And especially when there was so much word that there was going to be protests. We know that there was yep. going to be the speech. I mean, everybody saw it. Everybody, you know, was all over the place. People were gathering on January 6th. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't a secret. What do we attribute this to? Is it, I mean, I hate to say it, is it ineptitude? Was it willful ignorance? Or, or what? why so bad? You know, it's a great question, and I, because of the way the January 6th investigation has been run, we've not been allowed to get the sort of answers that we need. You remember after 9-11, I did a lot of the reporting at the Associated Press that unveiled the failures of what the FBI and the CIA knew but didn't connect. They couldn't connect the dots. They had the whole plot been sitting in front of them. They couldn't connect it, and a lot of that ended up in the final 9-11 commission report, which was a bipartisan commission that really tried to make the FBI, the CIA, the intelligence community better. The January 6th commission has not been focused on trying to learn why the Capitol was so insecure, why a half-billion-dollar-a-year-funded police force failed so miserably. It is focused entirely on trying to show, as Adam Schiff just said in that clip, that Donald Trump wanted to foment the violence that day. They have one problem with their narrative, and I don't think they'll solve it with all the Hollywood glitz that they have on Thursday night with their primetime show. If Donald Trump wanted to foment violence at the Capitol, why two days earlier did he authorize the, 20, uh, the up to 20,000 National Guard troops to be deployed early to stop any violence? It doesn't make sense. Their argument falls apart on their own facts, much like the Russia collusion argument that Adam Schiff gave us five years ago. So they, they, they have focused their entire effort on damaging Trump and the Republicans on this, and almost none of their effort in looking at this. Most of the committees I talked to today said, we've never seen this report. It's the first time I've heard of this report. But, but you're doing investigation. No, we haven't seen this report at all. Over the next few days, I have 10,000 pages of documents from the Capitol Police, and we're going to put out a large part of these documents and these stories so people can see there's a bigger issue here, one that lives on after January 6th. The Capitol is not as secure as it should be. Wow, which is really, really scary. Now, what about um, the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, and what about Nancy Pelosi? Because you talked about this, um, you know, Trump deploying, putting out, setting that in motion, as as you're reporting. Um, Didn't they institute it? Why? Why? I never understood why we have not gotten an answer from from those folks, and they're not being called by this committee. One of the documents we will put out in the next 24, 48 hours is a letter written by the former Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sun. He 
He resigned a few days after this in shame because his department did fail at security. He admitted that. He wrote in this letter in February to the committees and to leadership that he repeatedly asked for National Guard to be deployed. So you have two different things going on. The police chief, who knows what the police needs, is asking for the National Guard. The president of the United States is voluntarily offering it. And the two people sitting in the middle that seem to turn it down based on the testimony that we can all now see and read are Nancy Pelosi's team, the House Sergeant-at-Arms, and the, the, the D.C. mayor. Those are going to be significant flaws. And again, it, it's going to go back to this storyline that they want to have. Donald Trump is somehow the guy that wanted to foment violence on January 6th. Well, wait a second. He wanted to send the National Guard there, and Nancy Pelosi and her team said no. Uh, that storyline is not going to hold together the second the American people get these other facts. This letter from Chief Sund is a very powerful letter. It lays out the, the deafness, the um, arrogance of the mayor of the Capitol. Remember, the House Speaker is the mayor of the U.S. Capitol. It's her job for the uh, administrative staff to report up to her. She's basically in charge of the security and the administration of this great building. And uh, she has evaded all questions. She hasn't been called before the committee. Her text messages haven't been made public yet. So we don't know what she knew and what the people around her knew. But over the next few days, we're going to put out a lot of Capitol Police memos, text messages, emails, reports, and people are going to see that this police department was pleading for help and the mayor of the Capitol didn't deliver. Wow. And also, just as you said, even like basic things like the door and that elevator to the fourth floor. I mean, you know, you have a whole bunch of people coming. And to me, that's like 101. Um, You want to lock it down. You want to make sure you preserve. I mean, it's it's stunning that even some of the basic stuff wasn't done when the whole world knew there was going to be a big crowd there. I don't you know, I mean, we haven't. I haven't seen that they expected, you know, the, the, you know, the breaching and all that other. But you already know a lot of people are coming. And that alone is, is a, is well, a formula a for part. disaster. Come on. There were, there were people, Rita, at the senior levels of the Capitol Police Department that were given warnings that there, could, there was likely to be violence. Not could be. Likely to be violence. Specific ideas that members were going to be targeted. We're going to put some of these documents out. They kept that. One of the things you see in the report tonight, and I put the report up so everybody can read the document separate of my my own story, Uh, the leadership failed to tell its commanders. The leadership failed to tell its officers. The leadership failed to tell its riot patrol units that there was a likelihood of violence, that there was intelligence. And when when you say, John, when you say leadership, you mean leadership of law enforcement, specifically which leadership? It looks to be at the level below the chief. We know that Chief Sun said he never got these warnings. We know everybody in two layers down didn't get them. It appears to be the layer right below Chief Sun, the deputy chiefs and those sort of people that appear to have this information. The report's a little vague. It doesn't name the names of people who got it. But it states flatly that there were a small number of people who got these warnings, and they were told the Capitol may come under assault. The building may be breached. Members of Congress may be targeted. Those are three words that, if you're the Capitol Police, should set you in motion. Yeah. They set up an operational plan, which guides the entire large force of the Capitol Force. None of that gets in the memo. They don't tell their own people what's about to come. And that's why you have riot guards that can't find their gear. They weren't prepared for it. They thought nothing bad was going to happen. Their gear was locked up in a bus. Uh, why the doors weren't being checked, why the elevator wasn't secured. You know, if the NYPD 
had acted this way in 2021 after all we learned after 9-11, we would be calling for the police commissioner in the mayor's head. Here in Washington, we've given a parade for most of the police officers without really recognizing the strategic failures of a department that has a lot of resources. It gets $600 million a year. It is not an underfunded department. Wow. And also finding out why they didn't get the information. That, to me, is such a, like, who did somebody block it? That's the big question. Uh, I mean, that, to me, is like, it's like baffling. Um, Wow. Very explosive. Everybody check it out, of course, on Just the News, also on all of John's social media stuff, the great John Solomon. And, John, keep us posted as you get other great explosive stuff. You always do such great work. Thank you so much, John. My pleasure. Thanks. Have a great night. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.